hello and welcome to Smith Cyclopedia, the only, or rather, the only current Smiths podcast that I'm aware of on the internet. Uh, today I have with me a couple very special guests, very, very handsome, I guess you could say, guests. I have Mark and Steven. Yay. Steve, you can say something. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. My name is Steven. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you guys sound so happy to be here. No, it's good. I mean, good. granted, I guess you sound as happy as a Smiths fan, but I brought you guys on here for a very important, very special reason, and it's almost to give like a sense of legacy. What is our connection to each other, and why do I say the only current Smiths podcast? Well, I don't know who you guys are. I just happened to find this chat online, so I just joined it, so I have no idea who you guys are. Yeah, where am I? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me and Steve grew up together, and then we all, at one point, well, Steve is Kaz's, wait, Kaz is Steve's kid, and... That's... That's, that's correct. And we live. We actually, I lived with you guys for a little bit, and we did it. And then later on, a couple of years ago, gosh, man, it's been um, I don't remember five, six years. We did a Smiths podcast or a Smiths cast. Go for it. Oh, okay. Explain, Mark. I mean, it was kind of your brainchild in the first place. Yeah, I wanted. I was listening to. Well, yeah. If you listen to the podcast, you, you, but I was listening to another one. I was like, dude, we can do this and we, we can do it on the Smiths. I was like, so, and you guys were up for it. So, so we, I mean, had 20 some episodes, right? Yep. Something like that. Um, and then Kaz it disappeared. Was like, I did. I did. Um, I was handed, I was handed a little postcard that says, <laughs> Kaz, you are no longer a part of the Smiths cast. You've Thank you and Smiths. goodbye. Or good luck and goodbye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, that was what, 2017, I want to say? Um, yeah, I think it was 2017. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. I mean, I learned um, more about the Smiths than I ever knew. And now, now I've been listening to Kaz's thing. And I'm like, oh gosh, this guy knows too much now, way too much. I thought I was yeah, into him. Yeah, I'm like, uh, if you've ever read uh, Marvel Marvel comics, like you know the character Modok, who's just like a giant head. For what? Um, that's essentially just the size of my head when it comes to Smith's things. Yeah, you got a giant Smith's head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Full of Smith's, Smith's information, eh? Yeah, it, was, yeah it, it couldn't be bigger than Morrissey's head, though. Yeah. Nothing is bigger than that. Yeah. Um, okay, but, well, I'm looking at it. I'm sorry to... Uh, it was uh, 9th of January 2017 was our, our first episode went up. Anyway, so what are we going to... What do you, How do you do... How are we going to do this? All right, so... I kind of want to do like a little introduction to you guys, I guess. Um, How do we know each other? What is our background? And most importantly, how did you guys get into the Smiths? And then we'll get into like our main topic for today, which I should have mentioned up front, but I will now. 
Today is the 4th of February, 2023. It has been 40 years since The Smiths Show at the Hacienda. Their second show with Andy Rourke, their first at that venue, and the third they ever played. Mm -hmm. It is the very first filmed performance that we have of The Smiths. Yeah. And so we wanted to mark the momentous occasion by recording a podcast about that. But, like I said, we'll get into that a little bit later. Let's start off with my father, Stephen. How did... Present. (laughs) Nice, Steve. And accounted for? (laughs) Present. Like here. Okay, not accounted for. Hey, they got a little option where I can raise my hand. (laughs) <laughs> on this little thing raise hand it says <laughs> anyway just, okay, yeah Cass, just as long as you're not raising it the wrong way mark yeah you know a not nice not a not like a barbarism hand. begins at home way yeah or oh i thought you were talking um, about it. anyway my father how did you encounter the smiths what was your introduction to them what fueled the the initial obsession i can't remember I think I was just born a Smiths fan. I came out of the mother's womb with uh, with the Morrissey shirt on and and some lilies in my hand. I think that was it. <laughs> he danced himself right out of the womb or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> <Cosmic> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It, it was it was basic. I can't remember when or what. Um. I'm sure it was right around there. Trying to think of when I, I can I can give you some cues because I remember your story was okay. that you heard I think it was how soon is now uh, you had gone to Lincoln, Nebraska with your mm-hmm. family, and then uh, it came on the radio. And you're like, what is this? And then your dad turned off the radio and left or, you know, got out of the car. <laughs> and then you found yeah, them was, later. So that was as far as I remember. Yeah, it was something because where I grew up in Nebraska, they didn't have anything at all. I mean, it was it, it was bad. And so I do remember yeah, a lot going of corn. to Lincoln. They did have a lot of corn, but they they didn't have much of anything else unless you know you were into motley crew and metallica okay and uh don't forget to uh to buy your motley crew t-shirts Heck yeah. all, their, uh, all the proceeds go to get the lead singer out of jail go to get the lead singer out of jail oh really he's in jail <laughs> oh is that a simpsons reference no oh, it's dang. uh dead milkman huh yeah dead milkman oh yeah, ask me what kind of car I have, Mark. Oh, I know what kind of car you have. Probably a bitchin' Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, Mark Mark remembers us more than I do. And uh, it, it's pretty much what that was. I We went to Lincoln, which is a college town, and they were they were playing it. I heard that. I... I really liked it. I went and found it because you just couldn't go to the record store because, one, the place where I grew up didn't really have record stores. You went into, like, a Kmart and got your records mm-hmm. there. and They're not selling them there. And so I had to go find it in Lincoln while we were there. And I did, and 
you know, luckily when we moved to Arizona, it was a lot more accessible because, and this is a big shout out, Stinkweeds. Yep. Woo! Heck yeah. The best record store ever, mm-hmm. Stinkweeds. Yep. That's the one where I got my first, bought my first Smith's albums or cassettes and my giant yep. Smith's poster. It's it's the the place where Mark first took a bite out of a cassette tape. That's right. That's the story. Hey, if you listen to our other podcast, you'll hear about that story. But okay, yep. so yeah, I I don't know what song it was that turned me on to it, but I remember I was when I I was going into ninth grade or eighth or ninth grade. Um. We had walked up to Stinkweeds, and I bought The Queen is Dead and Louder Than Bombs and this giant poster. It was a, I started something I couldn't finish. I had birthday money, you know? And uh, those were the albums I just listened to over and over. The two two cassettes I'd take everywhere. and So that's that started my real obsession, where I really remember listening to them all the time. So that was like in the... 88, 89, somewhere around there. I mean, the Smiths are already dead and gone by then. Actually, I remember when Rank came out, so it must have been... Because I actually I got a copy of it when it was out. When when did that come out? I want to say it came out 87. posthumously. Yeah, I think it was 88? released in 88. Yeah, so that's probably when I was finally like big into them and knew like a lot of their stuff. So Anyway... That's how it all started. I feel like a lot of the sort of obsession that comes from it is number one, like listening to the songs over and over and over again, but mm-hmm. also like all of the iconography and all of like the tiny little details that went into them that you could kind of just attach yourself to. So like, I guess like uh, my dad said, like coming out of the womb, holding lilies or whatever, like uh, suddenly flowers become a part of the obsession or like, uh, you see somebody with a hearing aid and you you just think of like the Smiths or something. Um, and I think that's part yeah, of the reason why. And the why. thing is, they're just deaf. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, hey, it's this I'm thing. Like, hey. yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm deaf. <laughs> like, no, I need these for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. They, they actively have like a picture of Morrissey that they just like circle around with a pen and like cross his eyes out and whatever. Yeah, because, um, yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's take a second and talk about what our previous podcast was. So, our previous podcast was called This Charming Smith's Cast, starring the handsome hooligans. And I think we settled on that name about halfway through. Mm-hmm. So, like, 13 episodes in. Yeah. Um, but we talked a lot about, like, our relationships to the songs and, like, a little bit about like the history of the songs themselves and just like it was all very very like super conversational and you know obviously like we want this to be conversational as well but really what like the purpose of this podcast is is to almost have like an audio encyclopedia of the smith's career um and so we want to be able to reference like different books johnny Marr's autobiography or like songs that saved your life I don't want to touch uh, Morrissey and Mar the Severed Alliance because I don't think it's very reliable. But what? Well, there's one that we really have to cover 
there's one that we absolutely have to cover in depth and maybe take it like 15 different podcasts and that is list of the lost oh yeah <laughs> has anybody yeah, actually you know, read read the whole thing yet it's been five no six i years. think they get i think they get halfway through mark do you still have your copy uh yeah I'm, i see it right here hold on <laughs> yeah yeah I got it. sorry hold on i i have to lift up my couch to get it out from under it there it is <laughs> one we, of the we worst tried uh, getting rid of that book yeah so much um, but anyways, I wanted to give a plug for, uh, for that podcast as well. Uh, we never put it on any audio like platforms, like podcasting platforms, but it is all available on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. and you can find our, our smug mugs on there and see, uh, see a very, well, what seems to be now a, a prepubescent uh casimir yeah he looks i don't know if that's necessarily true yeah and i still look super fat so steve you know you you've gotten better looking as you've gotten older how is it possible (laughs) no i have my gosh why do we do this whenever (laughs) i'm you know just done eating like 300 donuts why don't we why did you eat 300 donuts before you came on the podcast it's called willpower steve Hey, no, old man bodies, they're, they're what's in right now. Everybody's simping over Pedro Pascal. Oh, oh yeah. That guy. That so anyway. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about uh, the Smiths' third ever gig, The Hacienda. Sweet. The Hacienda. things and i know we're talking about the hacienda but morrissey's new release sounds really smith's like oh really you, i haven't listened to it are you talking about the album or the the single has it has his album come uh, out yet i don't think the album okay. has come out yet but the single is out and i and i did listen to that and it was like he told his band start sounding more like johnny marr yeah, well, he should have been telling him that a lot, the whole time. <laughs> Rebels without applause. I thought it was kind of electronic. Yeah, that, that's one. Um, well, anyway. it it might be. I've I've only heard one song from it, and the song that I heard from it was very much jangly Johnny Marr type of type of rhythm, type of type of tone, type of everything. Oh, okay. Here's. Are you guys hearing that? Oh, no. Uh, well, good. We'll get it later, Mark. But no, 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 no. I'm actually, I just, yeah, the very opening lines, like, dee, 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 like, dee, yeah. dee, 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 Okay. I can see exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yep. Well. Yeah. Okay, the lyrics so aren't quite Hacienda. there, though. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the Hacienda. Let's go back yes. to uh, February 4th, 1983. It's the Smiths' third ever time performing at uh, the insistence of their manager, Joe Moss. They've booked a gig at the prestigious Hacienda, yep. a, uh, a venue owned by Factory Records and New Order mm-hmm. in Manchester, England. It's kind of... 
boomy. Uh, it's all concrete it's and like hazard signs. Mm-hmm. It's industrial almost. Yeah. What makes sense? Which I mean, I guess you factory. would expect from, yeah, from factory. Yeah. So according to Johnny Marr's autobiography, Joe Moss is the one that has this idea. And according to Songs That Saved Your Life, which I would say are like my two main sources a lot of the time, it was more like Morrissey's uh, Oscar Wilde influence that brought this. But this is the gig where we get the introduction of flowers as a Smith's thing. The place is covered in flowers. Morrissey has instructed that fans be given flowers. He's holding a giant bouquet of flowers. There's flowers everywhere. They just, they just got a good price on some flowers. Sets. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Morrissey ordered got, 12 Hey, just, and uh, by the way, we think with, uh, with Valentine's <laughs> coming up, uh, call 1-800-Flowers and enter Kaz. Get 15% off your bouquet. <laughs> No, no, no. You've got it wrong, Mark. It's 15% more. 15% more. Yeah. Pay extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, well, I, did you, have you listened to Morrissey's one? Because I think he talks about that. Somebody had had a bunch of flowers, and they were just there, just happened to be there. I don't know, but maybe not. Yeah, honest, honestly, I'd, be, I'd believe that as well. I, I need to give Morrissey's autobiography uh, a reread. I probably haven't read it since i was 16 or 17 yeah well i don't i don't and it's been eight years now, yeah i don't think the something like the that. flowers were quite as big of it he just in the in the show that he has like some flowers and then they end up you know and it's not till later like the later in the year that the the flowers are a huge thing like he has those big that big sheath of gladiolas that he's just whipping around you know and stuff like it on on uh what is that show? The is that where they're lip syncing. The uh, top, top of the, of the pops. pops. Top yeah, of the and pops. then they come down, and then whenever they come back to, for that other show, people are just going nuts with the flowers. It becomes more. Anyway, but yeah, but this is but this is the origin of it. Yeah, all. this is their second or third gig, and this is their first time together playing live as the full band too. No, no, no. I think they had one one previous with Andy Rourke. Dang it. Well, there goes my notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark, I, I appreciate your effort and your work, but I'm going to have to kick you out of the call like, now. Okay. Well, it's good talking to you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was the first. It was the second gig that it was the first full lineup. I took I took like a bunch of notes this morning. I was listening to Johnny Mars thing. And then I then I realized, oh crap! You can just have you. There's this uh, website that has like all this stuff, uh, passages just like mine. I was like, gosh, why didn't passages I just go just here? Because like I I like I have like all these notes anyway, and they're not helping me. So yeah, passions just like mine is fantastic. I think at times the information can be a little unreliable if there's been like new stuff that's come out within the past year or two on the Smiths. So like they don't mention things about like um, Dale Hibbert's uh, recording, full recording of I want a boy for my birthday or hand that rocks the cradle, um, which is what we just covered in our last episode. 
Um, so if you haven't listened to that one, go listen to that because it's pretty good. Um, I listened to it, but actually, I suppose. Steve, are you saying no? <laughs> he has not listened to. It. Granted, that episode hasn't technically come out yet. Oh, okay, so. I was like, wait, I listened to the one with the, you talking to the the girl. Yeah, okay. Elena. But you have another episode yeah. you're talking about that we haven't listened yes, to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose I should actually form a little bit of a bridge. So between that episode and this, a couple things have happened. The Smiths have played their first gig at the Ritz in Manchester mm-hmm. and their second at the Man or the Manhattan Sound. Um, Dale Hibbert was asked to leave the band. It wasn't really working out. And so Johnny Marr brings his friend Andy Rourke on board. Yep. The best bassist he says he has ever known. Mm-hmm. So The king. The king of the bass. The yeah, king, I'd have truly. to disagree with that. Andy Rourke as best bassist? Yeah. Who would you say is the best bassist? Okay, so I don't think that Andy Rourke is bad. Okay, I'm not saying he's like a crap bassist, but he's not the best bassist. Well, no, he's not. No, Johnny Mars, him and Johnny Mar though, always were able to play off each other and stuff. That's what he's so. Yeah, it was yeah, good and, for the and Smiths. And that's fine. Yeah, he might not be the best and, in the world, but he's great. I mean, you listen to this charming man, that bass line, that you know, it's just like so good, like jazzy and stuff. It's like, I don't know, but. Steve, do you hate the Smiths or what? No, it's not that. I, it's not that. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Good, because you're on a Smiths pod- podcast. I am? Yeah. Dang it. I, oh. I, for some reason, I thought we were discussing the new Weird Al movie. <laughs> Oh, that was pretty good. Eh? But we, uh, yeah. we should sometime. <laughs> okay, so we'll... Uh, okay, so this one's interesting. Andy Rourke... Oh is brought in mm-hmm. Andy Rourke is brought in and Johnny Marr says this guy's good Mike Joyce is on drums and Morrissey is on voice yep mm-hmm. they get pushed out on stage and said go perform yeah and they do great pretty much and the introduction the introduction to them is something along the lines of we now present to you Smiths and Morrissey comes out and oh, is that why he makes a that? very bold proclamation. Hello. We are the Smiths. We are not Smiths. We are the Smiths. Okay, that's why he says that, huh? And then says... These things take time. As a sly little joke, which leads us into the first song of the set, which is, of course, These Things Take Time. Yep. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's uh, there's they they they're really tight. I mean, good you know, like for this to being their third gig, but they've been practicing like they practice like at five hours at a time. You know, from after work for Johnny from five to ten at night, they'd be practicing like constantly. So they had really yeah, and it was at least like three to four days a week. Yeah. So they 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 all threw themselves in, um, but the okay. So I don't know how you would because uh, like I said, it seems like there's a smallish crowd there. 
I mean, it is a big place, but the Smiths aren't even... They just had barely started, so... Yeah, they were opening... They were the supporting group for a funk band called, like, 52nd Street or something as well, so... Kind of an interesting crowd. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that they'd... I thought that this was their gig, but I guess not. Nope. Um, And so... It's a little interesting thinking about that, like, oh, okay, well, you know, supporting band or whatever. But I feel like within the very first song, they just win over. Like, they are they are a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, and these things take time. At least for me, is like one of my absolute favorites. I just think it's so much fun. I think it's great to sing along to. And in this performance as well, you've... You've got Mike Joyce's very energetic, like, bump, ba-bump, ba-bump, bump-bump. It's very, very well put together, and the rhythm section just clicks in immediately. Hmm, good stuff. And, well, you, there's some weird lyrics, too, and these things take time. Right at yeah. you're like, what the heck is this? Where he, he you know, um, what were they? They were, you're like, uh. Let's see if Passion's Just Like Mine has them. You took me behind a disused railway line, and he said, "And then he said, tricked me through blinding fire and wrestled with surf and sand. I'm saved. I'm saved. You took my hand. You know that was this these lyrics that he said, and you're like, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. So that was an early version of it. Like I don't know what that was all about, but <laughs> some lyrics that Morrissey came up with. Yeah, that were later taken out. Obviously, like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't finished and. I don't think they flow quite as well as the ones we get on Hatful of Hollow, oh, yeah. but maybe that's also just listener bias no, it, that I've listened to those lyrics so many times and anything else would sound weird. Like um uh like that version of um Oh, why am I blanking on the name of it? But from the new version of Bona Drag, Morrissey adds in like an extra verse oh, gosh, on yeah. Piccadilly Polare. Huh? Is, on Piccadilly yeah, Polare. Yeah, you're like, what the heck is this? This wasn't even part of the song. It's like him putting that on v- Viva Hate, putting that Treat Me Like a Human Being song or whatever. So it sounds like mm-hmm. it's not recorded well. And it's just like, what is this on? And then he, I, they finally restored the other songs that they had taken off, though. Remember they had taken off uh, the one um, Bengali and platforms. Yeah, but he put it back on. Now, anyway, it's just weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. Um, but but what difference does it make, it, really? Well, Johnny sings on this one too. You know. Oh, on uh, on what difference does yeah. it make? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he actually has a microphone, and it's pretty cool. He sounds pretty good, too. I think it, like, yeah. with the backing vocals, it actually makes it fuller, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you can kind of see, like, Johnny thinks of it a little bit, like, as, like, a novelty when he first goes up to the microphone, whatever, going, ah. But he's really getting into it around, like, the six minute mark in the video yeah where like morrissey's doing the his whole high falsetto yeah 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 johnny yeah 
Johnny's just doing the the lower part, and it works. It does. It does work, uh, pretty well. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And of course, the pre-recording version includes the line, uh, "And my sacred mother instead of my sacred one." Um. But really, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward version of what difference doesn't yeah. make. Yeah. Um, and then the hand that rocks the cradle. Okay, so... I remember... Uh, I remember in uh, our episode when we were first talking about, like, uh, the Smiths' debut album on uh, on this Charming Smiths cast... We talked at length about the hand that rocks the cradle. Mm -hmm. It's just such an interesting song. And we cover it a little bit in in last week's episode, episode three. Um, But it's just one of those songs where it's like, it's a very weird song in a live setting. Yeah. But it also works. Well, I I think it's kind of a creeper song. I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting I get especially with the lyrics at the end. Uh I'm kind of like I don't what is this song about, you know, cuz it's at the end you he said your mother she need never know like repeatedly like he's and you're I'm kind of like what is this about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember <laughs> and like people that want to find find out like all of our interpretations of the song because there is so much to like look into go back and check out that episode i'll link it in our uh our show notes and yeah i mean i think it's just a very interesting song yeah i mean these songs eventually kind of fall oh you know to the wayside because you know like the slower ones like Mm -hmm. suffer little children and 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 hand rocks the cradle and stuff just because they kind of get i don't know i think morsey's was just kind of like had lyrics he wanted to use and stuff but i mean it's a decent it's an interesting song so but like i'm saying live like i think this is where it starts like the he kind of loses the audience with these slower songs but i don't know mm-hmm. yeah the hand that rocks the cradle it's actually also a poem, and it's about motherhood. I'm not saying that's what the song is about, but, but. it is It is a poem, and it was written for uh, celebration of, of mothers. So was this one that Morrissey like knew? Morrissey wrote it, or like another poet? Yeah, that's it. No, no, no. no. It, it was uh, William Ross Wallace. Ah, not the William Wallace of, you know, like... Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, of, of Scotland. Yeah, yeah this was... This was um, this was in, you know, the 1800s, the mid-1800s, where they wrote this song, and, and it was basically, you know, celebration of mothers and how they are the... the uh they are they are the they are the the method of change in the world okay that everything comes from them yeah 
So interesting. I didn't know that. So yeah, um, send that to me after. Actually, yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to read that. So giants. Uh, all right. Go ahead. Also, so I was singing this song just kind of to myself as I was walking around with uh, a few of my friends from my apartments uh, last night. And one of them turns to me and he goes, what song are you singing? And I go, oh, it's a it's a song called The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. And he goes, it sounds super depressing. Yeah. It's like a sad lullaby. It's like, well, yeah. It's like a, a haunted yeah. lullaby. It, it, yeah, it's a, it's a demented lullaby. Yeah. I I mean, well, yeah, just a sad, like, you know, I mean, but actually all, all those lullabies, and I think we talked about this one before, but they're all kind of based in some darkness anyway, you know, with the whole mm-hmm. cradle rock and the down will come baby cradle and all, or ashes and ashes, we all fall down, kind of nursery rhyme things that it's all based in darkness. So maybe that was what Morrissey was doing, writing a haunted... uh a haunted uh, nursery rhyme, or not nursery rhyme, lullaby. Possibly. So, and Johnny does backups on this one too. Oh, yeah. he does. Oh, you're right. Yeah, oh yeah. He did. Oh, he does quite speaking a bit. of Johnny in this song, actually, go go for it. Go oh no, no, no! no. I, I said my thing. Did you guys notice that at the end of the song, Johnny is playing? like a different outro melody than what's on the recorded versions. Like I've never heard this outro melody anywhere else. It sounded a little different. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. It, it almost sounds a little bit like, uh, the hand and glove melody. Yeah. Well, still developing it, I guess. So third gig. Come yeah. on, Kaz. They're still working on it. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but man, they, they do but sound I, tight. I, I though, just think for... it's interesting to note. Yeah, definitely. So then he comes up with uh, the only way to be in 1983. The only thing to be in 1983 he is handsome. Is handsome. Handsome devil. That's right. <laughs> he was just more. That's the thing is that they were they kind of came like with this whole. Or he he had already had this whole idea of what he wanted to be and what he was doing, and you know he was so sure of himself on on uh, you know like pushing these different like okay I'm gonna you know be charming, be handsome, do this you know. Um, yeah, and I mean I think like he always says that like to the crowds is you know oh you know you're so charming or. You're so handsome. You're so clever. You're so kind. Um, because he wants to like. Because those are the things that he's been telling himself, I guess, and nobody else has been telling him. Yeah. Well, it just reminds me of being young, young uh, man, you know, and like, you know, we're all good-looking young guys. Like Steve was talking about. Now we're just fat, you know, guys. <laughs> But once you get, I was never good. Yes, you were, Steve. You were a beefcake. Speak. What I'm saying. Speak. Speak for yourself, Mark. Right now, I am my uh, my screen is frozen on what I think is the most unflattering expression I've ever seen on my face. I I got mine turned off so I don't have to look at myself. So <laughs> you can you can close it because I get distracted. I'm like ooh, you know. So I'm just looking at you two and going, wow, these guys. 
Steve's like a yeah, Steve's no. a teddy bear. Yeah, big and fat and full of crap. <laughs> is that what a teddy bear is? No, full, full of honey. Full yeah, of honey. full of sweet honey. But but I'm saying, uh, like, the handsome, the charming, you know, Nis, just seeing these young guys up on stage, and they're all dressed, like, cool, and they got their haircuts. It just reminds me of being young. All right. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll continue anyways. Uh Handsome Devil. This version of Handsome Devil is especially important to talk about. Okay. Because this is technically the first, like, recording of the Smiths that was ever released. Uh, Mm -hmm. It gets put on the B-side of their first single, Hand in Glove. So Handsome Devil, wasn't this one debuted at the Hacienda? Um, I think... No. uh... Or was that... Or was that uh, another I think, one? No, because at the first gig they had Handsome Devil. Yeah, I think. Okay. Wonderful Woman was introduced at this gig, but Hand and Glove was a new one. Oh yeah, Hand and Glove was a new one. Yes. Okay. That might have. That's. That might have been. Yeah, that because one they had they had written a couple of. songs between their second gig and and this one and. Whenever we get, to, whenever Morrissey sings "Hand and Glove," you can see how like passionate he feels about the song. Like he's like totally yeah. getting into it. Like I've never seen him like that, except for that one recording of where he does "Meet His Murder." There's a live one where he's like kind of screaming. It's pretty good. But this one, like, this is like, he's like, "Yes, we may," you know, just like really getting into it. So and it's so it's a brand new song, and so he's like all proud of it. I guess probably. You know, and it, it's, I think it's one of the best songs to describe who Morrissey is and what happens to his relationships. We're talking too. about Hand in Glove, right? Not Handsome Devil. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah, but, well, I mean, we're talking about the whole gig. Mm-hmm. Come on, Kaz. Yeah. All right, but, all right, all right. See, Mark, this is why we got to, this is why we need to kick Dude, Kaz, Kaz you're out of your own podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was, yeah. I, I knew my destiny was to be usurped at some point. No, it, we we just got onto the hand and glove thing just because we were trying to figure out what was the new song that, that was de- debuting. So at this, that's all we can go. But yeah, Handsome Devil, like, I remember when I first heard it, uh, I was like, oh man, this is a really cool song because it's more punky, you know, kind of. And uh, and then the lyrics are very uh, um, gender fluid. I don't even know what, you know, or something like that, where it's, it's, it's yeah. between, you know, I mean, I don't even, how, how would you describe it? Just very, I mean, you got him wanting to get his hands on some, mammary glands to being with a guy and it's just very to to me it okay so this is a completely futuristic view looking backwards right to me handsome devil seems like it's more about and and again it's it's not me it's just because the way the lyrics are Mm -hmm. right I didn't, you know, you don't really think of that when you're you're 15, 16 years old. You're thinking, oh, I know what the song is about. And you're just thinking, okay, whatever. Yeah. But to me, right now, today, 
going back, it looks like Morrissey is is basically singing about sex addiction. And it's like, I have to get pleasured by anything, anyone, anywhere. Anywhere, anytime, any place. Hey. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but that that's that's kind of what it, it would seem and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Because I, I, I'm not saying that it's Morrissey who has the sex addiction. To me, it, it seems more like it, it seems more like a player who's going out and trying to get as much action as possible while Where they are still able yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. But and I think, anyway. uh, especially on a lot of these like early songs, a lot of them are taken from like Morrissey's experience observing others but they are not necessarily like him that is the character whereas even like later songs like say vicar in a tutu it's morrissey putting himself in the place of somebody else not uh writing from the perspective of somebody else so like i 100 percent believe in morrissey's mind it is morrissey that is lifting the lead off of the holy name church um, versus this, yeah, no, this is just some other person that Morrissey is writing about. This, this is some fantasy, yeah, some weird, probably some novel or weird story he read somewhere, yeah, or movie he saw, you know, kind of was writing about it. Well, he, okay, so going back to the whole, uh, going back to the whole Oscar Wilde mm-hmm. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Handsome Devil definitely could be Dorian Gray. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I could see that. Because Dorian Gray is, you know, at first, he just, you know, he realizes, okay, this this is me, and I can do whatever I want now, and I, you know, I will never grow old. Mm-hmm. And for the first few, you know, years, he's okay with it, and then he realizes this isn't a good thing, and he starts down a path of self destruction. Yeah. And he does everything he can, and and that's and again that's where I get back to, into you know looking at it from the future, looking backwards. It really seems like it's a lot of sex addiction, and just in a self-destructive path. And if we are going to say that it is going to be similar to what you know an, an Oscar Wilde type of of trope. Then it would definitely be the closest would be Dorian Gray. Yeah, yeah, that handsome devil. I on a future episode, something, some episode about like the Smiths and Oscar Wilde. I would love to like do a deep dive on that. That seems like such a cool concept I had never considered before. Yeah, I I think uh, Morrissey might have actually liked Oscar Wilde. Okay. You know, <laughs> I got a feeling he listened to a couple couple of Oscars songs. I'm more of a Keats and Yates fan, but you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he can have wild. No. All right. So but, on the opposite side of the partnership, uh, we have Johnny Marr, and this is kind of what Johnny says about Handsome Devil um, when they were first starting to play it together. Uh, so I think this is during Mike Joyce's like tryout or whatever. 
Um, things got more. This is also from Johnny Marr's autobiography. Set the boy free. Uh-huh. Fantastic stuff. Page one thirty five. Things got more relaxed when we started the new song, Handsome Devil. I'd built it from a riff that I had come up with when I was in the Valentinos, and I was thrilled to be playing the first rock and roll song in the Smiths' repertoire. We played Handsome Devil a couple of times, and I made a mental note to myself. Write more of these. So, I think for whatever, uh, however much they might have lost the crowd during Hand That Rocks the Cradle, they got them right back with... uh, with handsome devil yep yeah marcy marcy plays a mean tambourine on this too and actually if you listen to it and with headphones uh you can actually hear the little tambourine going it's pretty cool i was listening to it this morning i was like oh wait i didn't even you know because you see him shaking it around but you can hear the you know mark i thought you were gonna say if you listen to it with headphones it sounds like marcy's hitting you over the head (laughs) well sometimes it feels that way (laughs) (laughs) all right he's just he's just shaking that tambourine yeah yeah keeps pretty decent rhythm too so anyway okay all right so let's move on to uh the next song which they do gene it's gene um okay so first off first off i know i'm not gonna make a lot of friends here and the internet's probably going to call for my head here. okay are you gonna like this song but these next two uh-huh. songs these next two songs i love these songs i don't know why people don't like them I don't know why they didn't make it on albums themselves. It's not good songs. I think Gene is a great song. I think Gene is a great song. I think Wonderful Woman is an even better song. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, it's not even Wonderful Woman. It's What Do You See in Him? Yeah, like, yeah What Do You See in and Him? And argue, there's actually a lot of discussion, at least like from what I remember when I was running around in a lot of like Smith circles online, about whether or not the lyrics to What Do You See in Him are better than wonderful woman and like what the reason for the change is because yeah there is like a palpable power in this performance of both of those things wonderful woman or what do you see in him more so i think than gene because i always think gene just works better as an acoustic song but no see i i like gene i think the big problem with gene is when they let what's her face do a uh sing with a band for it sandy shaw oh no that's my favorite version that's my favorite version of this song no no see i don't like that one i don't like that one at all i like it a lot better when it's morrissey singing about gene well for me the gene and wonderful woman they're just not recorded that well and i don't know they never but they're fine well, again, Gene was one of the, you know, it was on the first album. You know, granted, they well, the, or, sorry, not the, the first Troy, album, Troy but the Kate. first single. Yeah, yeah, d- during the first album yeah. time frame. Yeah, they're... And so, obviously, they're still trying to figure out how to work together, how to get a song going together, how to get everything working together. And, and that's that's fine. And and obviously they wrote a whole bunch better songs after that, like How Soon Is Now. But even back then, when they were first starting out, I still think Gene is is 
you know, really good. Yeah, but... In fact, I think it's better than some of the songs on the first album. Well, I mean, but you got what difference does it make? And this, you know, which the live version is way better than the album version, you know, because yep. they, they just like produced that thing into the ground for the for, for the first album. They took all the all the rock out of it, you know, but mm-hmm. but I'm saying it's just it's, it just wasn't catch. I don't know. It's fine. Steve, hey, you can like these songs. <laughs> yeah, so, we're still fond Gina's of you. Good. So Gina's good, and then they launch into "What Do You See mm-hmm. in Him." Again, love that song. I feel like I love. I that feel song. like which one do you like better of the two? Of which of G- one? Between Gene and Wonder or Wonderful Woman, or What Do You See in Him or Her? wonderful woman yeah i think it's i love the like the kitchen sink drama of gene but i think wonderful woman is just a little bit more funny a little bit more clever a little bit more biting as well and as well like johnny marr i just think has a has some better stuff that he's doing the bass works better the drums work a little bit better that's a that's my end at least I don't know okay. if I'm... Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's really, I think, the only performance of what do you see in him, quote-unquote, that we currently have. I could be wrong on that. Um, hey, guys, this is Kaz just punching in um, during the editing process. The only other version I could find is a demo version, but I think the only live recording we have is this one. Um, If anybody wants to fact check me, please. But it's a neat little uh, thing to go and look at because of this. All right. But after Wonderful Woman, unless anybody has any final things about this performance of it. Uh Uh-uh. Hand in Glove. The live debut of Hand in Glove. Yeah. And like you were saying, like, yep. Yeah, we've never seen Morrissey just so impassioned before. Yeah, serious. He's just like, yeah. I mean, you have to watch it to to understand, but yeah, he's very like almost like screaming whenever he's like, "Yes, we." And he's like making little fists, you know, and stuff and he's like he's not, just going not around fists, going around the stage fist pumping like and his Morsey fists, you know, yeah. they're not quite so intimidating. <laughs> little Morsey fists. Yeah. But they're more like they're more like Lego hands, if you will, you know, just the claw. <laughs> he's got like a wrench, you know, you can put the Yeah. <laughs> he's holding a little uh he's holding a little telephone or whatever. Yeah. I, um, I don't know what but yeah, so I mean, yeah, this he you can tell that he loves this song and it's one of it's their first it ends up becoming their first single. Mhm. You know, which is I mean, it's a great song. And yeah. you know, no matter especially being a, a young and listening to this, you know, it just really always like, yeah, man, I you know, we we we're in love and we're young and I don't care whatever anybody thinks, you know, kind of that. Yeah. I think that it in, has that passion in it. Yeah. I think 
I think what the song is really about is it was cold in Manchester and he needed some gloves. Yeah. He's like, the hand goes in the gloves. <laughs> I need my hands in gloves. <laughs> it was originally titled "Hand." I yeah. need some mitt or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some mittens. That's that's what he's saying, kind of in like the the vocal parts that you can't really hear is like. My fingers are freezing, are freezing. He needs um, the mittens, dude. Yeah, he needs some mittens. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think Morrissey, I can't remember if this was something he said at the time or later on in his biography, but he felt like those four people were brought into the room together specifically to play that song, and that's what needed to happen, and that's why the smiths were formed in like a cosmic sense is that this song could be produced that's what that's what morrissey okay. said yeah he said yeah, specifically well. those four people were supposed to were supposed to play that song together then and that's what mike joyce brought up in the in the lawsuit <laughs> <laughs> but, hey there's four people that's right uh um, Not there wasn't two people there. There's four of us. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is a great song, and uh, yeah, it just has. This is probably one of the ah. But there's there's a lot of good songs on this or er, these early ones, and th- that they just came up with these like really pretty quickly over a few months is like wow. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I mean, because they had. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no! I'm actually they came up with some pretty slow songs. The first, "The Handsome Devil," that was the fastest song they came. Anyway, yeah, contender for the best thing that they've done so far. Yep. Yeah. I um, mean, what difference does it make, though? And these things take time. Come on. Ah, uh, I love the. Yeah, you know, I love both yeah. of those. It makes none. That's right. But now you well, have now gone. the Smiths are about to be gone because they move on to their last song, Miserable Lie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I love that they choose this as the set closer. This initially slow song that just goes that just switches and goes super, super fast, and then Morrissey launches into the falsetto, and mm-hmm. you can tell it's just like the end of a very impassioned performance one that a lot of people that were there like just audience audience members but also like journalists were saying this may be the best thing uh that is coming out of manchester right now and they are the support group yeah well i mean yeah, the, I, I would. It would be cool to hear this one live. Actually, to be there, it'd probably be a lot different because I never. They never had a good recording of it. I didn't think it never like translated to the the punky kind of like thing where I don't know. Yeah, it, it it definitely is a live song, not like a a song that works very well in a recording. Like I was listening to it in the shower the other night. And I come out of the shower and the song ends and I turn off my speaker or whatever. And my roommate goes, that was an interesting song. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, 
Hey, on on one of the uh, on one of the bootlegs that they made, and I think it was called a nice piece of meat. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember I, I had that I had that record, yeah. and for some reason when they recorded it, they sped it up a little bit. And so Morrissey sounds a little yeah. chipmunkish. <laughs> Hello. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was kind of weird. But on that one, on the album, they didn't know what to call it, so they called the song's title track "I Need Advice." I need advice. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And he he sings some different lyrics, I think, because he in the in the album when he sings, "I'm just a country mile behind." right yeah i think and then yeah. and this he says i'm 100 miles away from you and anyway he keeps so i thought that was interesting mark i am so impressed that you actually know the lyrics to these cuz <laughs> cuz that was kind of i guess your claim to fame Why? in the previous podcast was never that knowing any know of the lyrics, the lyrics. I'm like, wait, these are the lyrics I was reading them over. I'm like, wait, I've been hearing this all wrong. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll have you record something. Uh, maybe I'll have you record something for this uh, or for our social media platforms later on. But you have this book of Smith's lyrics in Italian. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where you got a lot of your uh, your knowledge of the Smith's lyrics from. No, I it was just I would you know I never would read them and I just listened to them and it, you don't realize how many words you don't understand so you just put gibberish sometimes or whatever or think it's they're saying something else like because we we talked about particularly on miserable lie back in the old one I I thought he was saying my little voice when he's like falsettoing that's right that's right. <laughs> So, I mean, as I'm saying, I'm like supposedly like a big Smith fan. And I was thinking he was saying that for years until I was like, saw it live. And I was like, oh, I need advice. That makes way more sense. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. See, that's why we ought to have a test. I might fail. Play a a couple of songs. No, play a, a couple of songs and then say, Mark, what were the lyrics that were just sung? Just to find out what yeah. you're... <laughs> it's like bad lip reading or something, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> well, he's got he's got one of those like Babel fish from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in his ear, except it's not a very good one, and so it just feeds him like slightly wrong words. Yep. Um, yep. Alright, so back to Miserable Lie. Miserable yep. Lie ends bump 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 bump. Morrissey goes, Thank you. Good night, good night. Goodbye, goodbye, sorry. Um, and with that, the Smiths are off stage. Their third performance yep, the completely finished, I guess. I wanted mm-hmm. to say underway. Underway would be right at the beginning. Um, yeah. So what did you guys think of the performance as a whole? Oh, they did great. I mean, you know, they they were just, they came right out of the gate, you know, with a vision of what they wanted to do, and they were just, given just putting everything into it you know and that they were so good i mean right off the bat and writing such good songs is like crazy to me so well they they didn't have any cowbell 
So that's, that was the one that one shortcoming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Morrissey does play maracas in here too. Yeah. That see, those. they shouldn't have gotten rid of James Maker so soon. He would have come out on stage with the cowbell and doing, 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 doing. Yeah, <laughs> like right in Morrissey's ear, he's like standing there, boing, doing, doing. Yeah, Morrissey's him like, and him and his stiletto high heels. Yeah. I guess that's that's a member of the Smiths that is also a uh, a more of a footnote is James Maker, who was there for the first two gigs, but deemed I'm surprised. unnecessary as he essentially just danced around in stilettos so yeah but yeah it was a great show i mean to be to be there at the, you know the, like i'm saying they're they're just going for it they don't have a huge crowd there but they don't they don't care they're just like playing their hearts out you know yeah all right so We'll transition into our next section, which also bridges into this one. That's right, actually. You're 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 pretty spot on. Um, (laughs) Whoa. This section of the show. We want to be able to have a more interactive experience with the audience in some way or for them to have an interactive experience with what we're talking about. So we're going to put together our playlist for the episode. So we're going to include four Smith songs and then six songs that we suggest uh, maybe things that we've been listening to or we just think other Smiths fans would enjoy that maybe they aren't introduced to yet. Um, but let's start off with the Smiths and then we'll get into ministry. How does that sound, dad? All right. No, let's talk about, uh, let, let's look okay. at the set list. What four songs from this set list do you think we should include on our playlist this week? I am just going to come out right off the bat. I think handsome devil is a must cause we actually have like a released recording of it. Like, officially released recording of it from this specific show but oh yeah yeah because it's from yeah okay handsome devil so that's one yeah. i mean wonderful woman freaking steve son <laughs> of a gun <laughs> <laughs> well okay let me i'm just gonna say mine real uh-huh. quick i'll just okay. say these things take time what difference does it make hand and glove and handsome devil for me because mm-hmm. this this version of what difference does it make so good you know it's the one that you would get off a hat full of hollow later anyway yeah but. see i would do the hand that rocks the cradle wonderful woman hand in glove and we could do a handsome devil all right all right okay. so we're all pretty in agreement about handsome devil and hand and glove. Seems, and hand uh, and glove, of course. Um, you know, I think I'm going to take Mark's side with these things take time. But I am going to say Wonderful Woman. Because 
Wait, that's not my size. <laughs> if Kaz knows what's good for him, he'll pick wonderful woman. That's right. Kaz, Kaz yeah. is like Listen, walking Mark, right in the middle. I have no, no I have no patriarchal fear of you. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Like I brought you into this world, I can take you out. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's um, fine. I'm just joking. Yeah, I, I, I think those like these things take time. I think it's the live introduction of it. And then Wonderful Woman slash What Do You See in Him. If I can find like a version on Spotify of like What Do You See in Him, I will absolutely put that on here. Okay. Um, there should be one that you have access to. Well, like that's through our personal library, not like on Spotify or whatever. So. Oh, I see, I yeah. see what you're saying. Um. Because you're wanting to be legal. Yeah, I want it to, I want it to be legal, and I want it to be accessible. Um, by the way, if you don't know uh, our podcast, uh, our podcast playlist, you can find us uh, under the profile Smith Cyclopedia on Spotify, and we have a playlist that is attached for every single. Uh, episode of the podcast so you can find smith cyclopedia episode one smith cyclopedia episode two and so on and so forth so for this one smith cyclopedia episode four and we're going to start off that playlist with handsome devil all right so i'm going there right now well it's not up now it's not up now mark oh. it'll be up for the audience well but not i know for you. but i'm saying i'm going there right now how about you <laughs> I'm trying to get people. I could really go for a Burger King Whopper right now. How about Yum. you? Yeah. Um, um, you, you're always trying to put product placement in the show. That's right. <laughs> I'm clicking right now. Why don't you? Um, so. So I think those are, those are four good songs that will work for this week. What do you guys yeah. say? They work for me. All right. Well, then, what what songs have you guys been listening to? What do you want to recommend to Smith's fans? You got two to three songs each. For Smith's fans? Yeah. <sighs> I oh, mean, it I've could s- also be people that hate the Smiths, I guess. You know, it'll all just go well, on the playlist. I mean, like, are you talking about Smith's songs then? No. So, oh, okay. like, uh, things that Smith's fans might enjoy. Uh, or just, like, what you've been listening to, what you've been enjoying. This is where you'd be able to put your Weird Al obsession. Um, man, I've been listening to a lot of stuff because I'm making this ultimate playlist. And I keep adding songs to it. So, it's just, like, getting, like, I'm, I'm per- it's becoming perfected. Um... There's so much good stuff. I mean, anyway, I don't know. How Queen, about Queen? There you go. That was what I was going to say. You read my Queen. mind. Because <laughs> anything by Queen is pretty much good. That is pretty true, yeah. Uh, and the best see. song, of course, is I'm in Love and With y- My Car. Right? <laughs> no. Um, you see, the thing is, is I've been doing a lot of listening for other Mm -hmm. stuff too so like 
some of the things that I have that I have been listening to right now. Alphaville, Beastie Boys, My Life with the Thrill Kill Colts. Ooh, My Life with the Thrill Kill Colts. Um, Do you have like a like a song for them? Oh, any of them. Let's see. Let me pull them up. There is one song that is really good, but it's hard to find. And it is a TKK song, but it was redone by KMFDM. And it's a much better version of it. Much better version of it. The old TKK is good, like a martini built for two. Um, some of the... Uh, you know, like cooler than Jesus, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, waiting for mommy. That's also a good one. Um, nervous Christians. That's always a. That's always a good one. Uh, remember, you on- international sunset. Remember, you only get two to three songs. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, okay. So it. <clears throat> If you want one from TKK, I would say Sex on Wheels. Sex on Wheels. Yep. That was actually really nice, really good. Well, man, I there's so much good stuff. That's the thing. I it's all retro stuff. I don't have I don't really listen to anything new, so unfortunately, there's just not a lot out there that I've well, been then- discovering. Except for Kaz well, then go stuff. for retro stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been listening. To, like, I, I recently added a bunch of NXS and Billy Idol, actually, which are... They they got a lot of good songs, so... Pet Shop yeah. Boys is also good. So, let's just go with... I'll just go... As, hey, if you want to hear some cool... I'll just do some NXS. Just three or four songs, right? So uh, as, Two to three. Oh, two <laughs> Kaz like really will. Don't don't one overextend to, one yourself, to zero, Mark. One to zero songs. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> so like this one of my favorites by them is I send a message and uh, um, new sensation. I mean that's kind of a popular one. And uh, listen like thieves. There you go. There's three songs. But I send cool. a message is a cool one you don't hear a lot so anywho what about you kaz um well let's see so we've got the fourth smith songs we've got your three dad i think you only did one like you only i've only done one so far and that's sex on wheels okay so i suppose i've got i've got one um i so my roommate is practicing for this uh for this play that he's going to be in where he needs an Irish accent. And so I said, Hey, let's learn a, uh, let's learn like a cranberries song together. And so I've been listening to the cranberries catalog. Um, and you know, everybody knows like linger or dreams or zombie or whatever, but one that, uh, I think is a little bit newer that I was like taken. I I was a little surprised by it was one called free to decide. Oh yeah. I just love I love the guitar on it. I love the top line. It's just a very fun song. Mhm. I think 
that'll be what I put on here. And that, that's the soup dragons, right? Let me check that. No, album. I'm just joking. <laughs> just remember that <laughs> I'm free to do what I want. Oh, yeah. No, it's like I'm free to decide. In her little accent, right? Yeah. Yeah. The De- Dolores O'Riordan. I yeah, I, I just the singer's name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest um, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Okay, I got All my right. three. All right. Okay. TKK, Sex on Wheels. Mm-hmm. Queen, I Want to Break Free. Okay. Good, good one. Okay. And then this one is a group called Horror Pops. And the song is Miss Take. Horror pops. Like two words? One word. Yeah. Um, Miss Take. One word. From 2004. It's one one word. Um, Yeah. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mark, you would actually like them too. uh, Yeah. This song is very rockabilly. Yeah, kiss, the kiss, band kill, is from. Kill. Yeah, it, they're from Northern mm-hmm. Europe, I want to say. And what was the song you said? Miss Denmark. Miss Take. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, and it looks like uh, it looks like they have a lot of great song titles, like uh, "Psycho Bitches Out of Hell." Yep. Walk like a zombie. Um, Baby Lou Tattoo. Drama Queen's another good one. Girl in a Cage. So it's I'm going to have to singer, give this huh? a listen. Um, okay. Cool. Steve's, Steve's turning us on to new music. Yeah. I mean, that's what the purpose yeah. <laughs> of this whole section is. Is like, there's so much music out there, and sometimes it's hard to know where to go to. And I figure, hey, if you've got like a 30, 40 minute playlist that you just listen to and you go oh i like this song i like this song and i'm familiar with all these other songs it really helps yeah cool well let's move into the next uh the next section of the show and kind of wrap up okay what is the next section I'm glad you asked, Mark. The next section of the show, or the current section, I should say, is where we read fan mail or letters. If you would like to write into the show, you can do so uh, by sending an email to smithcyclopedia at gmail.com, or you can reach us at one of our social media platforms, which is smithcyclopedia on both Instagram and TikTok. Do we have to do, like, a video? Like, with a weird... Do we... We should do some kind of weird video with the one of those dumb songs they have on TikTok where we dance. Yeah, or we'll whatever. get Mark to do it. Or yeah. we can hit each other with we'll, the tortilla. You know, exactly. the tortilla challenge. <laughs> well, I'm up for that. We can, we'll get Mark to do a okay, uh, get, to do a, a TikTok dance and lip sync. That's right. I like the tortilla challenge. The tortilla challenge. Where you go, you you drink, you fill up your mouth with water, and then. 
you slap each other with a tortilla until somebody starts laughing or spits out their water? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, so we haven't gotten anybody to uh, to write in. Again, I would love to hear uh, comments, feedback, stories that you have, like introducing your friends to the Smiths or your introduction to the Smiths. Um, these are, you know, essentially what I live off of. These stories, I guess. Are these stories you don't have? <laughs> well, no, it's these stories that I have, but I want to hear from other people. I know, you know? I know. I'm saying, but. He, he's he's going to get something that comes in and says, Dear Smith Cyclopedia, I introduced my friends to the Smiths. They then hit me. With the tortilla. And then they walked away. <laughs> yeah, they hit me with the tortilla. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, this year, you got two episodes out now, so I'm sure the, ma- mm-hmm. the mail's going to start pouring in. I, I certainly hope so. We've actually been getting a lot of a lot of followers on Instagram recently. It's been it's been really interesting just seeing like a lot of these people. And initially I was thinking like, oh, you know, they're just Instagram bots or whatever. But no, I check on their profiles and they're like adamant Smiths fans. Like, heck yeah. That's that's what I love to see. I wanna see the Smiths community. Yeah. Um I guess this isn't really like a I guess this isn't really so much as like something that somebody wrote into me, but I guess I want to give a shout out to a page that I really love uh, as far as like the Smiths community goes. And that's an Instagram page called I Wear the Smiths. And it's just different people from around the world, like sending in photos of uh, Smiths stuff that they're wearing, whether it's like pins or shirts or, you know, a jean jacket with Morrissey's face on the back or whatever. Mm hmm. Uh, I just think it's super cool. I love to see that sort of stuff. And of course, all pretty much everybody on TikTok that is still making memes about the Smiths. I love you all. That's really a lot of my origin in uh in getting obsessed with the Smiths is finding all of all of the memes of Morrissey just holding firmly onto his onto his left breast. That one where he's like squeezing that. Got... Yeah. Anyway, yeah is that what you're talking uh, about we you should do a contest where you have somebody come up with the best uh you know like the the heading for or not a heading but a like caption caption yeah caption this yeah you should do that (laughs) that would that might be a good way to get some interaction on your little instagram thing i don't know but what do i know yeah no that that's uh that's not a bad idea i think i'd probably do that on tiktok because tiktok is a little bit more um, it's a little bit more freeform because you want China to know more about your your no, life. Because I want China to know more about uh, Morrissey Smiths. grabbing his tit. Yeah. Okay. So my my <laughs> submission is either oh, no. two lumps, please, would be the the <laughs> caption, <laughs> or <laughs> Morrissey che- Morrissey checking himself for two lumps. <laughs> Hashtag breast cancer awareness or month. A handful of he boob. <laughs> handful of he boob. 
See, my caption, my caption would be, I got my hand on my manly yeah. gland. <laughs> That's it was, good. Uh, <laughs> or now my hands are full. now my hands are full (laughs) anyway oh my goodness so that's so good all right i honestly i'm probably going to do that let's uh let's do that when this episode goes live um but for all of you at home thank you for tuning in to smith's cyclopedia uh the podcast where we attempt to put together an encyclopedic knowledge of the Smiths so that you can learn for yourselves if you haven't already, or simply just enjoy the community. I have been Kazmir, uh, and my guest hosts have been. Hmm? Come on guys. You know, your own name. I'm Mark. I'm Mark. I'm Mark. No, I'm Mark. Whoa. I'm looking in a mirror. Well, the real Mark, please stand up. (laughs) I, I'm Mark. No, please stand up. I am Stephen. Please stand up. <laughs> I am the, the Stephen. Stephen, not Stephen. That's right. The we are not <laughs> Stephen. We are the Stevens. So, all right. Well, let's let's wish everybody a goodbye. Bye, goodbye. guys. Bye. Bye.